Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. As always, my name is Adam. And I am Johnny. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day because that is the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. John, welcome. Joe's not here. Joe is not here. No. We were going to see how long it would take people to notice. Probably immediately. Yeah, because that's the order of the show. Mm. It's missing someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Joe's not feeling well today, so he is at home with, I don't know, we don't, he didn't say, he just said he was sick. Things coming out of his mouth. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, calling out of work, not acceptable. No. You know, especially on a weekend, we have such low coverage. We're going to talk his pay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely not getting paid for today. No. Like, he thinks he could take a sick day, but no, 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 no. no. Like, it's, it's one not. thing when he gets an approved vacation, uh, which he normally does, but this calling out business. Hours uh, beforehand, too. Yeah. Unacceptable. Didn't, didn't give us a let, you know. No. A, we could have tried to get a new, a new person. Right. You know, he just left us high and dry. Because he's some kind of asshole? Is that is that right? Well, yeah, <laughs> a bit. No, we hope he we hope he feels better. It's all it's all fine. But yeah, he's not getting paid for today. That's that much is that <laughs> that's, much is that's set in stone. Yeah, I mean we can joke about you know everything else, but like the serious part is definitely not no getting paid for today. No, 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 no. Um, so that's a demerit. That's you know that's just that's strike. Ultimately, you, you only get two, so many. Two points from Gryffindor. What would Joe be? Oh, I don't know. Hufflepuff. Probably. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really asked him. I don't really care, but, but that sounds right. <laughs> don't really care. No, because like I, I don't ask people what their Harry Potter affiliation is. Cause most of the time, they'll just tell you, or you don't even have to ask people. They'll just yeah. tell you. Um, but I don't. I'm not gonna go around asking. Just, it's just fine. not what you want to know. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Yeah. I'd rather know what you've been playing this week. Bam! Look at that. Perfect. Nice. Perfect transition. So last week we talked about the like cheap games that we got on the Switch. Last two weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they've just had a whole bunch of sales with a whole bunch of cheap games. So uh, I was reading online. There was this game called Akane uh, that was on the Switch, and it was two dollars. I was like, oh, it looks kind of cool. It's like. Uh, pixely retro looking mm -hmm. in a weird hyper tokyo area it's got a japanese name sure why not these all sound like cool things and it's this like weird not weird but like this very simplistic one screen hack and slash game mm -hmm. where it's just like i don't want to use the word roguelike because it's uh, of course every thing is different because it's just waves of enemies but you fight off waves of enemies with a katana a gun and you have like a dash move that you can use but it's a one-hit kill for you, and it's a one-hit kill for the enemies, too. So it's like one of those things where you rank up and see how much you can go, and then at 100, you fight, like, a boss. Mm -hmm. But there's only that one boss, so, like, at 200, you'll fight him again. He's just a little stronger that time. Um, but it's, like, one of those things that, like, I'll play, like, a round, and it takes, like, four minutes. And then you're like, shit, one more time. And, mm -hmm. like, you just keep going and going. Um, and then there's little achievements on the side, so, like, once you get... Like if you string together fifty kills or with a, like the pistol, you unlock a better pistol, and so there's like, I guess milestones to go through to get to better stuff. Um, but I've been playing it for like hours on end, even though it's this stupid simplistic two dollar game. But it's well worth two dollars. Like most, the time to money ratio is through is, the roof. Is pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've been playing more Tetris and have yet to get past two. I got Still? I got so close. I screenshotted one where like the dude was that I was like going up against was like maybe one drop away from getting Tetris, and I was just like, no, I was like shaking. I had to put the like controller down. I was just like, no, no, okay, I'm just gonna go to bed now. Like this is this is this is it. <laughs> That's what happens with that game. Yeah, you just get you get ever so close each time, and then you see how close you were, and just. 
agony and yeah it was more frustrating knowing that i was like just one drop away from winning mm-hmm. um but i mean i guess it's like a cheesy i haven't been playing much other than things that don't use my brain <laughs> or like that's good that's good for aren't narrative driven things <laughs> yeah. like aren't like i can play them and do other things at the mm-hmm. same time but i mean that's that's it it's been a pretty lull week and at the end of august is my big everything is coming out at the end of august and the beginning of september so that's when i'll start and that's right. coming up quick yeah that's I mean, in it's, a couple weeks i mean august just started but it's going to be here faster than you realize yeah and there's like three games that drop at the end of august so i'll be busy so i'm just biding my time until then yeah just turn off the brain for now yeah. try to get that number one in tetris 99 i i have a feeling that like once i get it i just won't play tetris anymore which is fine i mean it's a free game yeah because you didn't even pay for your nintendo online because you have uh, twitch prime right yeah yeah i have to re-up that because they give it to you in like a weird increments when the first time you sign up for it you get three months and then in that three months you have to go and keep your amazon account for that three months and then you can like sign up for the extra nine to get the whole year so it's to like avoid people who just sign up for prime and then cancel it yeah to get a free year of Mm -hmm. i mean that's a weird thing to do to save twenty dollars i mean if it costs you nothing then or costs you you know ten dollars to save ten dollars or something but like paying for prime would for three months would cost more than twenty dollars to begin with that's what i'm saying so like if they didn't have that you would just sign up for the week the month of prime for ten dollars get your nintendo online for for a year and then save ten dollars that's true so that's why they put it in for that exact reason because otherwise you would just you would just do that you just cancel it immediately yeah which is something that you are doing. That's right. That's exactly what I did when I, <laughs> I tried EA or with EA Access, right? That's what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, because Origins is the platform on PC. Yeah. So EA Access, which is the vault of games, the EA's version of Games Pass. Yeah. Um, but I signed – it came to PS4 last week, uh, and so I gave it a try. I signed up for the $5 a month or whatever and immediately canceled it, so that way it <laughs> doesn't automatically renew. Yeah. Um, so I could play Madden 20. Early. Uh, a little early for 10 hours yeah so that's what you get so there was a there's a trial on uh ea access for new games where you get 10 hours to to play it so that's usually about how long i play madden when the game comes out because i'll usually red box it just to like try out the new modes see what the game is like yeah see how much it is oh look it's it's just madden it's, it's just more more madden it's just more madden um but i've been mostly playing the the qb1 mode which is their new version of a story kind of mode uh this replaces the long shot that has been there the last two seasons uh and i don't like it as much because um the like the long shot i liked the story of long shot which was pretty much the same thing but there was like actual story in between Mm -hmm. where you know you're going and you're meeting with your old high school teammate and you're trying to figure out like what your lot in life or your old college teammate and trying to figure out what your lot in life is and all these like different things right and there's cutscenes throughout Whereas the QB1, there's a bunch of cutscenes because you were watching when I first started it. Yeah. And there's a bunch of cutscenes where you have to like make good choices and like your teammates are coming up to you and being like, hey man, I really need you to get me the ball this week and stuff like that. And then that's while you're in college. And then you get drafted and you go to the NFL and it's just run a drill, play a game, uh, run a drill, play a game, run a drill, play a game. Like that's it the entire time. All the cutscenes are gone. There are these weird, like, you'll get messages on your phone where you're just sitting in the locker room, like, in your, like, fully geared up. And it's just like, hey, it's Coach. Uh, you had a rough game. Like, what do we need to work on with you? And you're like, deep passing, please. And it's like, okay, 
here's <laughs> 10 experience for deep passing. It's like, okay. cool. Um, lame. Especially yeah. for like the more story driven stuff is in college and not in the NFL. And this is not a college game. No, it like immediately drops all pretense of like a story mode so far. And I've played, I don't know, five, six hours of it. How many games in the season? I think I'm like six games into the season now, five, six games into the season. Um, but there was like the four preseason games, then the six. So I played like 10 or so games, but you're not playing every part of the game. Like you're, this is very much like a road to the show in um, an MLB or the, my player in NHL where it's, you just play the plays that you're a part of. Yeah. So like if you're a center fielder in baseball, you're just playing the balls that get hit to the center fielder and then you get to hit. Right. This is, you just get to be the quarterback. You just get to either hand the ball off or throw the ball. And then, like, you can run and block and, like, do other things. But most of the time, you just sit there and watch the play happen. That's got to be frustrating, though. Because, like, the other games, yeah, they're team-driven games. But, like, the the individual makes more sense. Like, in hockey, you can have the puck more often because you can ask, ask for it. Or in baseball, like, obviously, you're you're hitting. So, yeah. and the outfielding stuff for is different but like this like if you're a great qb that's that's awesome but if you're if you can't catch anything like your team can't catch anything or run like yeah you're you're screwed yeah i mean most plays i'm just throwing the ball because i'm like why would i like if all i get to do is be the quarterback why would i hand the ball off like why would i juke or why would i take myself out of the game what point is there to that like i'm just putting it all on the computer version of the running back no if i'm gonna play a madden game i want to either be the running back once the ball gets handed off. Be the receiver after the catch. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm the hard part that I'm finding is I'll throw balls that I would normally throw in a season or online or something because I know I can switch to the receiver and try to and jump, jump or try to make an aggressive catch. Right. I can't do that here. So like I'm throwing lob balls expecting the AI to jump. And of course they don't because like I'm on the Denver Broncos, which is not a good team. <laughs> um, but that's that's like the downside to this mode is that it's just like okay you're the quarterback cool but you're just throwing the ball or handing it off and that's it like you don't get to do any of the other fun football things yeah um which i feel like in long shot was not the case like you were still the quarterback and the story revolved around you as the quarterback but when you went to play the games you would still get to do the jukes and the spins i believe again i, I mean only that's how the it. season started off when you were playing college you were also the running back and everything was i yeah because i remember when you first switched over to the nhl you're like oh i don't or the nfl you're like i don't actually get oh yeah that's right i was playing like little yeah because i was playing the national championship game yeah and i was playing it as if it was just a regular game in madden and then yeah as soon as i got to the pros it was like wait now i now i'm not doing any of that that that's fun that's football that's the point right so it's kind of a bummer it didn't matter as much in the long shot because you had that story element and I was like I wanted to know how the story shook out. Yeah. I don't have that here. I don't care about this kid. Granted, I like I picked the default person. His name is Superstar Player cuz that is the default name. I figured I only got 10 hours. I'm not going to mess around and like create my idea. Like I'm not going to create me no. or like max out these stats or like tweak all the little like move the eyebrows up and down or like do anything weird like that. I only got a certain amount of time. I'm just gonna run just gonna run through it. So it's uh I don't know, it's fine. The rest of the game is just like more Madden. Because like I played in the Pro Bowl when you start up the game when it's first installing. Plays just like Madden. 
Uh, it's got this new X Factor abilities thing yeah. where certain superstar players like, you know, Cam Newtons and Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Ramseys and all these like on both sides of the ball, these superstar players have these like X abilities that if you hit certain milestones, that gives them boosts. So like in the road to into QB one mode, my guys, like if I throw like three complete passes in a row, I'm then untouchable to interceptions. Like I, no matter what ball I throw, you can't intercept it. Well, that's like my X ability is active, Interesting. which is kind of cool. But like so far, I haven't found the ability to change my X ability so that it doesn't make sense for the RPG ness of the QB one. Right. Mode. You just have a one. Yeah. Pony. Uh, there are other things that you can like there are other upgrades that you can make and different like skill things that happen but for the most part they're pretty stagnant and i don't really see a need to change them anyway Mm. but it's weird that i can't like if i wanted to get super in depth with it as a person who like bought the game and is going to be spending all football season tweaking and getting into the nitty-gritty of it i would want that like i don't right now because i'm just doing a 10-hour trial but the other part of it still seems like weird that it's not there well it also like this X Factor thing is probably more for the other modes and not for the QB1 mode. Yeah, for sure. Because obviously you can only do your one thing because you're one person. But once you're in the other modes, like you're probably going to be trying to do the other things where you're getting sacks and you know running 10 yards every time to try and get the other like the other players have their x factor instead yeah. of just your one superstar player guy yeah so like that that part is cool but the rest of it is just it's just madden like the getting off the on blocks is a little bit better this year um with some of the like the button presses and stick maneuvers that you got to do um, but i'm not really seeing much else that's different i haven't tried online yet the i mean the game just came out for everybody on friday mm-hmm. so i was waiting till that kind of happened to have like a bigger amount of people that I could potentially play against as opposed to like the Madden diehards who, you know, pre-ordered the premium edition or, you know, got the play trial or whatever. Right. I just figured I'd, you know, I'll wait till the, the layman's, yeah, <laughs> the layman's are out uh, playing Madden before I jump into it. So I may use like my last hour of the trial to go uh, and do that just to see what it's like and see if there's anything different there. Have but somebody send you messages about how terrible you are. That only happened in NHL that one time. Oh, I thought this, I thought it was Madden. No, no, no. I'm decent at Madden. I'm not like a superstar, but like I'm fine. Yeah. I'm not going to get blown out by like, you know, 50 points or whatever to then receive that message of don't play this game, you're trash. Yeah. The one time I ever played Madden line, I played a big, I mean, this was years and years ago, but I played against a guy who was playing and had Vic on his team, but it was like whatever magical mystical team he created yeah uh and he ran the ball the entire time of course i was like this sucks <laughs> yeah well stop him get better i, I i'm not very good at this get games. better no never buy it then <laughs> I, I won't yeah, <laughs> i never, promise i won't <laughs> never buy the game if that's the case because that's what that guy told me just i was trash never buy it well it's better than kill yourself or any other awful things that people send each other that's online. true that's true i feel like i lucked out yeah but yeah, no, I mean it's it's fine. It's Madden. I'm actually surprised at how early it came out. Normally it comes out like mid to late August, I thought. Yeah. And this was I was playing this in July, so that seemed really early. Mm-hmm. Although the Hall of Fame game was just this past Thursday, I think. So like technically football has started because like preseason is now. Gotcha. But it still seems early to be playing Madden. When's the first preseason today? No, probably next week. week. Well, technically, the first preseason game was the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. So I think next week will be like preseason week one. Or at least like camps have started now. Like it's officially. Yeah, I've seen camps footage and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's officially football. Which, okay. I don't know. I haven't been into football the last couple seasons. 
my dolphins are terrible, so yeah. that probably doesn't help. But we'll see. We'll see when it comes closer to it. And I'll probably like red box Madden again at some point just to be like, okay, cool. Mid-season. Yeah, just to, you know, to carry me over should I be paying more attention to football. Um, yeah. Although with the, you know, the EA uh, access, it could come. I don't know how late in the season it comes to access, but I could easily just pay another $5 and have it for a whole month. Have you played anything else on the access? No, I downloaded FIFA 19, mm-hmm. um, not the new one. Though I, if the new one comes with a play trial soon, I might do that too just because i haven't played a fifa game in forever and i'd like to give that a shot but the other ones that are in there that are like worth playing are games i already own like battlefield one titanfall two uh the battlefronts at least one if not both um there's nothing really like on there that i'm like oh i gotta you know i gotta download that it's like unravel that unravel two and i'm like it's disappointing yeah i don't want to play that so their vault's not that great but i don't whatever it's five dollars and I got, I got my five dollars worth, you know, playing. Right. If you you paid less for this than you would a Redbox rental, and you got to play Madden before everyone else did. Yeah, and granted, like I could have played more hours potentially with a Redbox rental, but like it's fine. Yeah, I got what I wanted out of it. I think I have a couple hours left, and that'll be good. I'll be satiated until football actually starts, and then we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean, it's got all the sports games. Not really digging on downloading NHL 19 right now. It's, you know, it's the middle of the off season. There's no, there's no need for that. No. Um, so, I don't know. It seems like it's cool that it's finally on PS4, but I don't foresee using it ever again, really. No. Well, unless they update their games, I guess. Yeah, and which they do. Like you know, I see all the time they're like adding things or taking things away. And maybe when you know Fallen Order is about to come out, maybe I'll five dollar it and play it. You know, for ten hours early. Mm-hmm. assuming that all the progress carries over and everything. Yeah. Because it'd be like, all right, well, you know, I can't wait. This game seems, seems awesome. It's Star Wars. The, you know, the new Star Wars will be right around the corner, so I'll be itching to play it. Yeah. Uh, but that's really the only way that I'd see using this again. Or basically every year for Madden paying $5 and playing for 10 hours yeah. and getting my fill. Not bad. It. No, that's what I'll probably end up using it for the most. But yeah. Eh, we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, there's only two of us today, so that's it for what we've been playing. So we'll jump right into the lightning round. Not lightning round for this week. And there was a big shakeup in the world of video game streaming as one of the biggest, if not the biggest streamers currently and for the last year or two, uh, Ninja has left Twitch in favor of the Microsoft streaming platform Mixer. John, do you have any details on that? Uh, I'm sure he's making lots of money. Yes. There were no contract details disclosed. He basically just put out like a Twitter video that was like a fake press conference announcing the move to Mixer. And then all the press asking him questions were just him dressed up as different people. Uh, one of them was a cooler of Red Bull with like a hat. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I'm sure I he's a sponsor, like they're a sponsor of his. Yeah. Or he like drinks, uh, you know, streamlines Red Bull on his streams yeah. where it's just like knocking him back one after the other. But, I mean, yeah, he's got to be making gobs and gobs of money for this because this is an exclusive streaming deal. He's only ever going to be streaming on Mixer now. Uh, It's already started, I think, the other day, the day after he made the announcement. It was like the first day. He's still streaming Fortnite, but you have to assume that because this is Microsoft streaming platform that, you know, fairly soon he's going to start streaming Halo Infinite. He's going to be streaming... You know, if he's playing Fortnite, it's going to be on the Xbox One or the Project Scarlet. It may not be on PC. Like, there's going to be other things yeah. in here that he's kind of almost maybe forced to do or contractually obligated to do. Um, but it's 
I don't know if I feel like this is a big deal or not. What are your thoughts on Ninja moving? I mean, I, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but like, I don't follow the scene, so like, I don't really care. And like, in reading the article, I was it uh, that was talking about it, it was he was saying that like, oh, and if you subscribe to my account, uh, it's free now for everyone for the first month. I was like, you have to pay to watch people play video games. No, but you have to pay to subscribe. Like even on Twitch, you pay to subscribe. So what's the benefit of subscribing to someone? No, I think it's ad free. You get like sticker packs and like emoticon things. I don't, I don't do it, but like you get a free one with your Twitch Prime. You could subscribe to a streamer if you liked them, and they get money, and you. So that's like that's your way of supporting someone, like a Patreon pledge essentially. Gotcha. Where you're like, oh, I want to subscribe to you. You get notified of their videos, and they're it's a small fee typically. It's like five bucks or a month yeah. or whatever. I don't Which, know, it just seems like a weird thing. Like, yeah, I, I mean, it's obviously popular because people are doing it. Yeah. But I was just like, why do I need to pay to watch somebody play video games? You don't. When I could. You don't. You got, I mean, you could watch him for free no matter what platform he's on. You just won't get notified when his stream starts and things like that. No. So it's for the people who want to watch like it's a daily TV show. You subscribe. You get notified. You get to go in and, and watch. And you don't miss any of the, you know, any of the action, any of the jokes. You get to follow along. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but... I mean, you could still just watch him. You can probably type in, you know, mixer.com slash ninja right now and yeah. just go watch whatever stream either has ended or is about to start or happening right now. You just catch it at whatever time. Yeah. So it's still free. It's pretty much the same as Twitch, although I'm sure there are, you know, their rules are different or their revenue shares are different. Right. And I wonder what that has to do with most of this, like whether or not Twitch's rules are changing. And he was like, well, I was going to switch anyway. And now that Microsoft's going to throw me gobs of money, then I might as well take it. Yeah, I feel like there's, you know, everyone always has rumors and speculation about what goes on behind the scenes with streamers and things like that. And I think it was one of those where, you know, maybe Twitch wanted him to do things he didn't want to do or stream at certain times or stream certain games. You know, the rumors were that he got paid like a boatload of money to stream Apex on day one. So people were using that figure, which I think was like a couple million to determine what it would be to exclusively stream on a platform. Right. Um, but, I mean, he's the biggest twitch streamer i think still I mean, it, he still has all those records of like he's got the clout like he's got the name yeah i mean he was on the cover of esp in the magazine yeah it's like a video game streamer which is pretty impressive so I, I guess it's a big deal i don't think twitch will be affected at all really i mean even if every one of ninja's subscribers went over and watched him on mixer they're probably not going to abandon the other streamers they like on twitch they're no. probably still going to go to twitch because that's where the majority of the streamers are you know, I would feel like if you were a streamer on Twitch, you wouldn't want to also go to Mixer. You'd be like, sweet. Now all those like people who watch Ninja now have a free sub they can give to maybe me. Like that, it, They're freed up now. Yeah. That money can go to me instead of going to there. And why would I jump to the, the platform where the number one guy already is? Why don't I try to become the number one guy on this one? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know how much it will impact the, you know, the landscape of streaming, but it's still a pretty big deal. Yeah. Well, and like his his claims was that it was getting him back in touch with his roots, and it was helping him remember why he fell in love with streaming in the first place. Yeah. So whatever that means. Yeah, I don't know. Which is fine. Like maybe the community's bad, or maybe the whatever he's getting from Twitch, you know, execs was yeah. not what he wanted to. But I was also thinking that like Twitch is also getting a negative um, image from like all the like gross uh cam girl stuff that's going on with it too 
Oh, I haven't heard of any of that. I mean, the Twitch isn't gaming anymore. Pretty much, it's just like you can pay girls to. It's like a, a campsite for girls now. I mean, it most it's mostly gaming, but like there's that also. Yeah. So I think maybe he might be trying to bounce because of that. Like as someone who strictly you know makes his money gaming, probably just wants to be like, I don't want to be affiliated with this anymore. Maybe I I feel like if you're a ninja though, you're not even. You're not even aware of that other stuff because yeah. what do you care? You just host your stream and a million and a half people watch it yeah. every time. So it's like, do you really care what is happening elsewhere on the website if everyone is coming to watch you? I don't I, know. It wouldn't bother me. I'd be like, okay, I'll just I'll do my thing. And all right, that's that area over there. If you want to go to that part of Twitch, fine. But you're still subscribed to me. You're still watching me. You're okay, cool. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, maybe someday he'll reveal it or. Someone will get the inside scoop or some source within Microsoft or Mixer or Twitch will come out with details of what happened. But we don't really know much more right now. Nah. And it remains to be seen what uh, what kind of impact it will have. Probably not much. Probably not much, I would <laughs> venture to guess. Uh, I mean, it may have a bigger impact once Scarlet and Halo come out. Because then we'll see, all right, what does this partnership really mean? Does he abandon Fortnite completely to just stream Halo? Because I guess if, when he first started, he was streaming, I want to say Halo 3, I feel like I read. I, uh, I honestly don't know. It obviously wasn't you know Fortnite that he started streaming with. So I think it was, it was something else shooter-related, I think, yeah. at the beginning. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see now and in the future what it means, but... So we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, lightning round. We got a new leak this week for a new Need for Speed. I'm sad Joe's not here. Joe likes the Need for Speed games, if I recall. I like them too. Yeah, he likes the burnout games and racing in general. So um, the new game is called Need for Speed Heat. Uh, it was leaked by an Austrian retailer this time. You don't normally hear from them. Um, it briefly showed the full title, placeholder box art, um, trying to think what else obviously nothing really was going to show any details or anything like that no release date uh, but it did have a 2019 release window uh and ea has since come out saying they are going to unveil the next need for speed uh at gamescom later this month so what do you think about a new need for speed heat what would you like to see in the need for speed franchise who's the developer behind this now uh is it tiburon still because the last time i cared about it was like black box and black box is disintegrated and gone to other things and then the last need for speed i played was pretty much um burnout paradise 2 but they couldn't call it burnout paradise 2 like it was all the same people it was pretty much the same map and then they had the like fast and furious version which was free um but i mean i i haven't played one in a while just because i think paying 60 dollars for a racing game is a lot of money um but I'm glad that they're still making them because it seems like racing in general just seems to go towards the sim side these days. So to see the like a arcadey one come yeah. out, they just need to make um, Need for Speed Underground again. Like if this is Need for Speed Underground three, I guess I I'm I'll spend money on it. Not sixty bucks, but I'll wait until it's half price and then yeah. I'll buy it. Or you could you could pay five dollars for the EA access and play yeah. a ten hour trial. I of would it. gladly do that. Um, the last Need for Speed game is Need for Speed Payback, which was made by Ghost Games. Okay, and that was the the cop one, I think. Uh, yes, yeah, I believe so. Where that was like a cops and robbers, yeah. style, pretty much hot pursuit, but not hot pursuit. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't. There's nothing to say 
what developer is doing this one. Maybe it's the same one, maybe not. The, the Need for Speed 2015 like reboot, um, that was made by Ghost Games as well, so I'd have to assume that it would be the same. Let's see who made Rivals. Ghost Games. So yeah, Ghost Games is who's working on Need for Speed now. Okay. So, they're so probably... they seem to be doing a decent job then. Yeah, and Heat makes it seem like it might be another cops and getaway drivers kind of thing because obviously heat would imply you know the fuzz coming right. down on you yeah so i don't know yeah we'll, we'll obviously know more at, at gamescom um from ea directly um lightning round we finally got a release date for the ghostbusters remaster uh, which is coming out right around the same time that you would think that it would right around halloween time of uh, october 4th john are you excited for the ghostbusters remaster not really I'm not a big Ghostbusters person. <sighs> Blasphemy. I mean, it's just not for me. Um, I did try and play the game because everyone was even oozing about it. Nope. 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 Uh, That's Power Rangers. Yep. Uh, nice try, though. I know. You really went for it. I, I could did. see what you were going I for. Uh, I tried to play it, and like, I just I just didn't get into it. Also, like, I don't understand how this is going to be. Like, It's a remaster, but like, wasn't it a cel-shaded game? Like, how... Nope. It wasn't? Nope. No, it's like a full 3D, like, third-person shooter. Maybe first? No. Yeah, I think it's third-person. Yeah, I remember being third-person, but I yeah. remember... I mean, it's cartoony. It's not self-shaded. No. No? No. All right. <laughs> well, clearly I don't care. <laughs> yeah, maybe you played a different Ghostbusters game, but no, the, the regular one was just standard, you know, 3D, looks like a movie, kind of. You know, looks like the Captain America game or the Wolverine game or no. any other, like you know, licensed property-based action game. I'm excited for it. I really like this game. Yeah. I would like to go back and play it again. Um, I think I might still own it on PS3, but I don't know if that's true I feel like this is not. one of those things that they give away for free at some point. Maybe. Um, oh, like previously given away for free? No, like if it was like a Games with Gold or a PS Plus game. I don't think it was a PS Plus game. It might have been a Games for Gold game, but it definitely wasn't a PS Plus game. Because it's not like on my system. I might own a physical copy of it, but I honestly yeah. don't know. But I'm down to play the the new one, especially like I never played the online a lot, and I would like to see what the online is like now. There's a multiplayer mode. Yeah, I don't remember really what it was. I think it was just everybody running around trying to zap each other with proton packs. Weird. <laughs> yeah, um, but it also might have been like catching ghosts. But there's a ton, and you're just trying to collect more than everybody else. I don't remember. Yeah, like a points thing. Because I was mostly interested in the story. Uh, and never played a lot of the multiplayer, if at all. So I honestly don't don't really remember. Because this it was. was supposed to be like Ghostbusters three, right? Yes, this is this takes place canonically at the time. Obviously, now they're working on a new Ghostbusters movie that's supposed to be a sequel. So I don't think they'll incorporate the story of the game. Yeah, I highly doubt that. In fact, huh. but technically, yes, it is supposed to be a Ghostbusters three, um, and they got everybody involved. I think all of the voice actors are the same actors. That's cool. If I recall. Uh, they won't obviously be able to do any new dialogue or anything for this game since one of the Ghostbusters is dead. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. It's still going to be pretty fun. And it's not going to be a $60 game, I don't think. It'll no. probably be 40 so They should have put it out at in, some point. on Halloween, though. Yeah, but, I mean, they're staying away from uh, Luigi's Mansion 3. Mansion, yeah. yeah, so. Put it out in October. People can play it as the movie is airing everywhere because it's also the 35th anniversary of Ghostbusters this year, so. Ghostbusters everywhere. Yeah. Bustin' makes me feel good, so. Slime. 
There you go. I got it. Yeah, you're there now. It took me a while. Yeah, your joke <laughs> came full circle. Yep. I was just going to abandon it. I could have said Slimer at any point, uh, but I abandoned it because I was like, I'll let you. We, we all Thanks. saw what you were going for. Thanks. You were clearly embarrassed by it. Yes. I'll just let it, it came go. out and I was just like, nope. Yeah. That's not it. You're like, wait, that's wrong. I know that's wrong. He's going to tell me it's wrong. He just told me it's wrong. <laughs> it's, it's, yep, it's still wrong. I'll get it though. I'll, I'll get there. Slime. Slime is the thing that you would it have. Took me a while. On you from Ghostbusters that I recall. Yeah. Slime. Uh, lightning round. We got another release date this week for something I, I am very much looking forward to because I have not played this game one iota, and that is the VR Beyond update. For No Man's Sky, which I've said since the beginning, I only want to play No Man's Sky if it's in, in VR. VR. Because it just seems like the coolest way to like just sit on a couch and get lost in space in a spaceship yeah. with like the headset on right in your face. And I finally get that opportunity a week from Tuesday or a week from Wednesday on the 14th of August. Are you going to check out No Man's Sky Beyond? No, but I'm glad that like it exists. I know there are lots of people that love that game. Um we have a friend that's like super into that game when it came out and was like obviously disappointed with all the stuff that was promised and not in it. Um, but like once the update came out, they were super stoked about it. It's just I don't I don't like the aesthetic. Like it's just not for me. Um, but I will definitely play it. Like just like your copy. <laughs> like I'm not gonna oh, go out and buy it. Okay. But like I'm not gonna I'm not like I will play it when everyone else is saying like oh check this out like mm-hmm. space is purple and. You can touch things. Yeah. Well, and the other the other cool thing about this update is that they're really enhancing the like online aspect of it, mm-hmm. where you can go meet up with friends and be like, "Hey, we're going to X planet today," and you just both go to the planet, walk around, talk to each other, and like look around for stuff. Like that seems really cool, and that was something that seemed like it was the promise of the game originally, but yeah. not the end result when it got released. Because they're like, "Yeah, you can." Everyone's in this vast universe. And like, can we meet up with each other? And they're like potentially if you happen to be on the same planet like maybe you could and they're like we can't can we and they're like i don't know maybe not we'll see <laughs> eventually <laughs> the, the, the launch of that game was like and them promising all this stuff and then being like well it's not not gonna be in there yeah. <laughs> you made it seem like we could do this we did make it seem like that yes <laughs> it, what can you i don't know but we did make it seem that way well it's been three years and yeah, and they've been putting a ton of work into it. Like the next update, which is not the wow, that just the semantics of that are all wrong. But the previous update, which was called Next at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you see what I mean? Like, yeah, it, I was uh, like lost for a second. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was called like No Man's Sky Next, and that added a bunch of updates and enhancements. That's what it, uh, brought it to Xbox. Yeah, which obviously gave them more revenue to, to go out and do more things. That was super well received. This Beyond update takes all of the improvements that people really enjoyed about Next and are giving even more things that people have wanted and asked for. Uh, specifically, one thing that I wanted to even give this game a shot. So I'm going to at least like GameStop rent it or Redbox it if it's available. It and can't be too much money now. I think it's probably 30 bucks. It depends. Um you know, a lot of times, as we know, like a GameStop will jack up a price of a used game if there's a sequel about to come out right. or something that would make you want to go spend your money on it, which, of course, this is that. So I'm fully in- anticipating having to go in and, like, pay 40 bucks for it or something like that. Yeah. And then I'll play it for a week and I'll either keep it because it, it's rad and it's awesome and I want to keep playing it forever or I'll return it because I – all right, I get it. I see what it is. I understand it now and I'm done. Yeah. We'll see. Like most VR games. Yeah. But – 
I mean, uh, it's it's great that it's coming out for the people who are excited for it. Like you. Yeah. When, when was that coming out? The fourteenth. So it's a week from I think Wednesday. Right. Yeah, so like two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So very soon. Oh wow. So nice little August surprise. I, they had said summer when they unveiled this. I think at E three, which obviously there's not much left of summer. Yeah. So. We'll see ultimately um, what comes of it and whether or not it's any good. Nice. So we'll be talking about that in a couple weeks. Uh, lightning round. We got new console news. Unfortunately, John, it is not your mad box. What is it? Not yet. Uh, so SNK is going to enter into the console competition. I don't know. It's not a war anymore because they're, they're not really doing very well. But uh, SNK is going to make a Neo Geo 2. Because why? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so they tweeted out saying, a next-gen Neo Geo hardware is coming after the Neo Geo Mini, which also didn't know was coming out. Um, with a modern design and a wonderful play feeling, you can even link it to the Neo Geo Mini. The new hardware will provide a Neo Geo journey that you have never experienced. Sure. That's true, because I've never experienced a Neo Geo. I have a Neo Geo, or had a Neo Geo Pocket Color. Uh, it was cool. Like I only bought it for the fact that it was like a weird console that not many people have. Mm-hmm. It's mostly fighting games that I had. Um, yeah, because that's SNK's forte. Um, so, like, it's just, it's a weird thing that, like, all of these companies are doing retro consoles, but new ones. Like, there's that Amico coming out that, like, has the two, like, ipod touch thing controllers on them Mm -hmm. um and then there's an atari one that's also coming out that's like a new version of an older console so like this seems like a weird like why does this exist well because they probably see all these they see the nintendos and the sony's and the sega's putting out their minis so they put out the neo geo mini and then they see that people are like wanting to pay for these retro names so they're hoping they can get a you know their little their little cut of the scratch same thing with atari they they see like, oh, people care about Super Nintendo again, and they care about Nintendo again. Maybe they'll go care about Atari again, but like, but not a like next like or current gen console. Like, it, it just seems weird that like they're they're trying to balance a thirty year old thing and a brand new thing at the same time. But that's the thing. I think they're banking on the name recognition of it more than the like. Look how awesome our console is because i don't think these things are going to be equivalent to ps4s or xbox ones or ps5s xbox scarlets i think they're just going to be like a little they're probably going to be more akin to joe's like super nts than they are you know ps5s yeah well and like the more information on this one said it will play retro games but also will play like brand new games that are coming out only for this system yeah, but like, are they going to be 4K, you know, 60 frames per second games, or are they going to be like PS3 games, but they're on a new hardware? So I don't know, my guess would be like, now you can play 4K, 60 frames per second uh, SNK fighters. Yeah. Like, it's just the same game, but it looks smoother. Yeah, so that's why I think it's more akin to Joe's Super NTs, yeah. where it's like, look at this new hardware way to play 16-bit games. Yeah, and instead of pre-installing them, you have to buy them separately. Well, I mean, Joe's the those ones that I just mentioned, you have to buy the game separately, or you have to already own those cartridges. Right, to play. but those are systems that are meant to play old games. This is a new system meant to play new games. 
But even you, you know just, what I mean? Yeah, but you just but like I think we're in agreement that you'll also be able to play like old games but up which I think will yes. be what they're hoping people will do. But I don't think that like it's physical media. I think the like the intent is to have the retro games to like download onto them and then the new ones also to download onto it. Yeah. I mean we'll see. None of these people have any kind of information out other than like, yeah, we're doing it. Well the Intellivision is the only real one that we've seen pictures of and like gameplay footage of and yeah. still i have no clue how that thing works yeah so i i don't i don't know i don't see them being anything that's going to stick around the next five years no i mean we could be blown away but i i doubt it no. that's that's they're filling the mad box's shoes well because like what are you going to do as a new console manufacturer that's going to make people spend you know their hard-earned money on your console but not a scarlet or a switch right. or a ps5 things that already have proven themselves well not only proven themselves but like have a back catalog that works on all the the new things like what do you have on your new atari that doesn't that isn't anywhere else like you don't have this huge wealth of back catalog no. games the way that you know because the rumor with like ps5 is going to go backwards all the way to the ps1 and the xbox is going to go back all the way to the xbox original right so like that's four or five generations of games. Like, what do you have, Atari? Like, what do you have, Neo Geo 2? You don't have five generations of classic games that people have been holding on to this whole time and want to play. Like, maybe you have a handful, a dozen or so, yeah. tops, I would think. But or even, like, the most die plastic that you can show off to your friends. Be I like, guess. look at this weird system I have. And they're going to be like, I have no clue what that is. Or the games that are on it. Yeah. This is why I wish Joe was here. Because, like, Joe is obviously the massive collector of retro consoles and... He, you know, he buys all the newfangled versions of retro consoles. So if he's not even on board with a Neo Geo 2, then I... No, when I talked to him, he just kind of went, oh, that's a thing that's going to happen. Cool. Yeah. But, I mean, pretty much our reaction just like, but, but why? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, they'd have to... You have to really announce a lot of stuff to get people to not just be like, yeah, but, but why, though? Why, yeah. Like, why? why fight with... Like, like why fight against the, the big three? Like, if you're going to enter in a current generation console, yeah, it's not going to play the Call of Duties or, like, no. things that are going to sell no. copies. But, okay. I mean, we'll I'm, see. Maybe you could hope for a sports game of some kind that, but, like, you're not getting Madden. You're not getting FIFA. No. Like, so. I mean, the only thing that I could see is, like, if it put out games that weren't originally in the, the West... So if like they were buying licenses for older games that never got translated and translating them and putting them out here, like that could be neat because this is like the only way you can now play these things. Yeah, I because guess. like those older games, like you can't get translated versions of. You'd have to somehow enhance your system to get that that way. So like that would be neat, but is it really worth buying a whole new console to play maybe three games you've never played before? Maybe. But like, I feel like if that was the case, you'd come out swinging with like, you're going to, we have over X amount of games that yeah. have never been available to you before. And they're all coming exclusively to this next gen Neo Geo. You'd be like, Oh, that's really cool. I'm going to pay attention now because I would like to play random Japanese game X that right. I could never play before, but sounded cool. Mm -hmm. Or Joe could be like, yo, yeah, I've wanted to play the common Rider games that are, you know, were only available in Japanese and I could never play them now. Wow. Now they're coming to the Neo Geo. That's cool. I will spend $200 or whatever. Cause this isn't going to be a $500 console. I, God, I, hope not. I can't imagine you'd, you'd put all this like R and D and stuff. I mean, into it, it has then... to be less than 200. 
Two hundred yeah. is like even pushing it. Yeah, for what is essentially a third-party like attempt at a console. These so. things are going to be if they ever come out, uh, like one of those things that are like deep discount every Christmas that they're oh, like yeah. giving you if you spend fifteen dollars yeah. or something. It's going to be like the ooh yeah. Yeah. Like it's like all right, cool. You you tried. Yeah. Congratulations. You're now. We we have one in our store. We're going to have one in our store for the rest of time. Yeah, and it's going to be sixty percent off forever yeah. because nobody, literally nobody wants it. Right. So. Uh, lightning round, a console people do want, the PlayStation 4, uh, reached a sales milestone this week, passing 100 million units. So congratulations to you, PS4, for just like selling a whole a bunch. Say what? Seems like it took a while. What is it? Six years? Yeah. Almost six? So. Well, it hasn't the Switch sold like 38 million in the two it's been out? Mm, possibly. I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But it also costs less, so that... That's true. And well, it's and cost less the whole time. Whereas, yeah. like, you know, the, the PS4 started at, what, 400 I think so. Maybe 5 No. I feel five, like it was 5 four. sounds too much. Yeah. The Xbox One was 5 because it came with the Kinect and and all that. Oh, yeah. So, does the, did the PlayStation 4 ever come with the Eye? No, no. If it did, it wasn't forced upon you. Like, there was an option to not. Like, because originally the Xbox One is you had oh, to get yeah, it. Yeah. And it was $100 right. more. I do remember this now when I was having to sell it to people and be like, oh, I'm going to buy the cheaper one. I'm like, well, technically it's not because you're getting this camera that you're never going to use. Yeah. So it is the it is the cheaper one. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it has it was more expensive at the start. So that obviously cuts down on the number of, like, you know, things that you're willing to. Right to spend it on and it's also a home console so there's usually just one sitting in the living room whereas with like switch you're probably buying one for every kid in the house because they can't share and one could just take it into their room yeah. and so you got to buy each one of them one yeah uh, and that that bumps it up but that's still pretty impressive um i think it did 100 million units if i recall i don't have the article up in front of me anymore in a quicker time um than the ps2 did really see. that'd be interesting let me see if i can pull that the ps2 with before the Wii came out, was the most highest selling system ever. Um, so making it the fastest selling console to hit that number. Ever. Uh, yes. Oh. Announcing last quarter sold. Uh, so at the end of last quarter, it had ninety six point eight million units, um, and then it hit the one hundred at some point uh, on the nose in five years, seven months, uh, two months quicker than the Wii. <laughs> Cutting it close. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me see what else is here. I don't know if it has. I'm trying to see if it has like the PS2 numbers here, but I don't see it in this particular article that I pulled up. So yeah, fastest selling console of all time. Two hundred million. Two hundred. Yeah. 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 The fastest to one hundred million by just a couple of months. That's cool. And they did it without all those nursing homes buying Wii's for Wii bowling. I know. This is Wii the tennis. only thing I was thinking. I was like, well, most people bought Wii's so that they could wii fit or you know yeah wii sports your grandma could play wii bowling mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah they were in like nursing homes and retirement communities all over the place because it was you didn't have to move much but you got the sensation of bowling and tennis and baseball and boxing golf. boxing as well i think that's all that was on there yeah mm -hmm. but yeah uh pretty impressive uh one thing that also came out as part of like this this week's news regarding the ps4 is that the price might be going up um, but that's a result of uh, tariffs with China, where a lot of the parts, the internal you know, circuitry parts and things like yeah. that, are made in China. And so it will cost more to import those parts to make 
them to make the machines with them, which means that the cost of this six-year-old or five-year, seven-month console uh, might be going up, which is typically unheard of for a console in its lifetime to go up in price. Especially since it's about to go out. Like, yeah, it's about to get eclipsed by the PS5, yeah. which we know is coming, though we don't know when or, you know, I, they have confirmed they're working on it. So it's not a matter of if, but no. when. Um, Do we know how much it's going up? No, they, and they, it's still a might because it could obviously. be like 20 bucks. I'm like, you're like, all right, that's $20. Yeah, but they like, they've joined uh, in conjunction with both Microsoft and Nintendo to be like, hey, China and America, can we stop with this bullshit like trade war? Like, could we, could we knock it off? Because it's. You were going to have to raise the prices of our things, and that's going to hurt all of the consumers in all of the countries. So if you could just... Yeah, everything's made in China. Chill out. Yeah. So if you could just, like, stop stop that, that'd be great. Because, you know, you're being you're all being dumb. So hopefully they don't go up. It's still a threat, I guess. Um, I, they seem like they don't want to, but then if they didn't want to, it'd be like, okay, just bite the bullet on profits until this gets sorted out. Don't automatically pass it on to the consumer. But I guess if you don't do that, then no one gets mad enough to have it change so it just remains that way. But I don't like, know. It, it doesn't need to go that far. No. Like, why piss people off to change anyway? Like, just just change before you piss people off. But I don't know. But that's the politics of it. Like, yeah, that's, I don't know the politics. Yeah, that's the, the infighting of, of trade wars. But, yeah, so hopefully the that console and other consoles don't go up in price so maybe you got the switch at the right time too because that that could go up in price soon as well and yeah ps4 a year ago so yeah so you just like just got in under the wire of those tariffs that's fine what do you know save myself 20 dollars. what inside information do you have very little <laughs> no it'll probably be like 50 bucks because they wouldn't just do it 20 they would raise it enough to cover that maybe more because you'd be like hey this isn't our fault but we're gonna sneak a little bit extra profit in there if we can that just means that the PS5 is going to be more expensive, too. Potentially, yeah. Yeah. You know, where that could have been a $450 or $500 now, maybe a $550, $600. Be like, sorry, tariffs. Like, That's a lot of money. Yeah. It is a lot of money. Jeez. Consoles are expensive. Yeah. Especially if they're going to do, you know, eight future-proof themselves at 8K, 120 frames, you know, whatever else they got to do. They're probably going to stream out of the box again and have more intense under the hood stuff for VR support. So mm -hmm. I fully expect them to be four fifty five hundred dollars But I don't know. We'll see probably later this year at PSX if we have another one. That'll probably be where we get our PS5 unveiling, yeah. I would think. So uh, lightning round. It was a tough week for GameStop. Um, not helped by all our talk of GameStop renting things. <laughs> um, but they fired a whole bunch of people. John, you have those numbers and figures, correct? So they fired uh, close to 50-ish people. I think 50, over 50 of uh, loss prevention managers, region managers, and district managers in their way of restructuring things to mm -hmm. try and make the regions larger so that now these people don't have jobs because the regional managers that are now existing have to travel further to manage their stores. Yeah. Well, I, it's just you, you cut down on people because that's, you know, however many, you know, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars in right. salary you can just cut because you're hemorrhaging money. They need to cut stores. I don't think they need to cut employees. Like, I think if they were to cut stores, then these regional managers now have less stores to manage. Like, maybe this is just the first step before they cut stores. Yeah, but you stores can generate revenue. Managers can't do anything but take money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if, if you're just going around, like, yeah, you can maybe help a store get better in your region 
and obviously having to travel farther to more stores, you may be less impactful in that. But if you close a store, you can't make any more money. Like that store now, any profit or any profitability you had with that store is gone. Whereas like the regional man, there's still the same number of regional managers. Yeah. So you'd have to maybe close stores and cut people. To well, that's why I was saying maybe this is the first of two. Yeah. Because like, I mean, I don't know profitability of the GameStop system anymore, but every town has at least two. Like pretty much some no, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say every town I think we just live in a densely populated like state that has a lot of you know metropolis space but like I lived in a different state that was more spaced out and they're the only town that had game stops that was close by had three and like that was 45 minute drive away but I was like why don't you put one closer to to me if you're gonna have three stores in the same town it just doesn't make any sense yeah but I, like I know plenty of towns that have just one yeah well, yeah, I guess the town that you used to live in only had one. Yeah. I mean, there were two that I could get to relatively easily, but yeah. it's like each town still only had one. Um, yeah, but I mean, and they have closed stores. You know, people off in general. Yeah, I would just it's just an outdated business model. No one's – not as many people are trading in their games. They're not buying used as much. A lot of people buy digitally with much more frequency. Yeah. Um, I only really ever go into GameStop for collectibles, which don't have the same profit margin. I don't think as the game is like used games do, especially because most of those, the profit margin comes from the company making the collectible, not from the GameStop right. selling the collectible. So like Hasbro makes an Hasbro makes an action figure. It costs them 15, 20 cents to make or whatever the plastic costs. Right. And then they sell it for 20 that all that profit is on them. They're not selling it to GameStop for, you know, 10. 10 and then GameStop selling it for 20. They're selling it to GameStop for probably 18 and right. GameStop selling it for 24. Which is the way it was for new games. So essentially, if nobody's trading in their games anymore, they're just a new game retailer now. Yeah, which is not where they want to be because like every that's, other that's game. Not where the money comes from. No, and like every other game retailer is a, a Best Buy or a Walmart or a Target or an Amazon and all of those stores sell other things to help make up for the very small profit margin of buying a game for what, like 50 bucks, 55 bucks from the publishers and then selling it for 60. So not really much going on there. Um, Strategy guides don't exist anymore. That was a big, I think place of profit for them back in the day. Used games was a lot bigger boom. You know, they, we talked last week about how they want to revamp stores to make them hangout centers and like esport training facilities and like whatever other thing they can come up with. But yeah. well, and according to the email that was sent to GameStop employees about that, this is like step one of their big overhaul. Mm-hmm. So when step one of your big overhaul is getting rid of a bunch of people, it doesn't really preach positivity. But I guess I don't know. Looking at the map, like I couldn't imagine being the like sole regional manager left in the northwest region because mm. like it encompasses like eight states so if you got to go visit a store every day you're just gonna be on the road 100 percent of the time or like in the air probably flying yeah but the regional managers don't visit the stores the way that like district managers do and district managers don't even visit like a store a day so no. like, most of the time the regional managers come around for you bigger know, stuff yeah or just like hey, we're doing a revamp of what the advertising looks like or we want to start testing stores in different layouts, so we're going to come to your store to like look for it. Most of the stuff is they're reviewing the paperwork and they're reviewing the numbers and they're seeing what the, the district managers need and they're on conference calls and things like that. They're not necessarily a visiting store type 
um, employee, but still, if they do have to, it does take longer to get to these places. If there is some kind of, you know, emergency fire you got to put out, not literal fire, yeah. but like a business fire, right. um, then it, it takes you a little bit longer to get there. You may not be able to go to two places in one day where you could have before. Um, but regions have always been pretty big, and, and that's why they had the district managers. Right. But cutting down on both of those numbers is obviously going to impact the reach that they have. Yeah, they didn't show what the the district size was now. They just had a like a map of the U.S. with mm-hmm. the regions on them. Um, but I don't – I mean, if districts are the same – maybe they're cutting out districts entirely and it's just regions. But they would, what was given was some – employee probably doesn't work for the company anymore <laughs> taking a picture of the tv or the the monitor on mm-hmm. it so i don't know cool try harder GameStop, but i think this is not lending anybody positivity no i mean, I mean there isn't much positivity to be had anyway like no. even if they weren't firing people you wouldn't look at GameStop and be like we're doing really great i'm really happy about the state of us no. so I mean, this isn't necessarily it, – it's bad, and obviously we hope that anybody that lost a job is able to find a job relatively quickly, but it's anything that isn't unexpected. I'm just saying, like, I don't see where the upturn is from this. Like, you're, you're firing a bunch of people, and now you're trying to make the, your stores hangout centers, which is what you try not do, like, currently, because you want people to spend money not hang out there. Well, no, see, employees don't want them to be hangout centers. I feel like GameStop does because the longer you hang around, the more likely you are to find something that you want to buy or get talked into buying. It's the employees in the store who don't want you hanging out because they just don't want you standing around talking to them while they've got – Messing up their wall. You're messing up the wall. You've got counts to do. Or you just would love 10 minutes of downtime and this guy's in here chatting your ear off about something you don't care about. <laughs> yeah. Like, cool. Yeah, man. That this guy game is cool. And you're just like, ah, oh, God, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Please leave the store. Get out. Well, and like, I wonder too, how many, like, you're going to get your four regulars, but then you're, you're killing all the rest of the people who don't want to go and chill in the stinky store because the four regulars are there. Mm-hmm. Like, so now you're going to cut your profits, even profits even more because now you are the stinky store again. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the hangout centers, I don't think will work for every single GameStop, but it will work for some. Especially some in like you know cities that need uh, you know hangout video game places. Yeah, I, like I'm sure the the Metropolis stores will probably be doing pretty well, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. This GameStop is just needs to shut down already. No, I mean I'd like to see what they can do with a revamp. Maybe it is something cool. Maybe the you know esports training facilities or whatever they're trying to create with these end up being cool, and maybe they are like a fun place. Maybe not for our generation, but. If it's for, you know, teens and 20-somethings, it's like a cool place to go and learn about games or get better at games, then that could be pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to let them keep trying to reinvent themselves, but eventually something's got to work. Otherwise, what's otherwise there's no point. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see is do any of these things work or is are we just watching the slow pivot to death that we anticipate possibly? Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they turn it around because there's a lot of people who work for that company that would suck to be laid off. But it's the same thing with Toys R Us where we're like, yeah, Amazon sells things for cheaper. You know, all these other places you can get things cheaper. Why does Toys R Us exist still? But like we were sad when it closed. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably be less sad about GameStop because I could just literally get that stuff anywhere. But, you know, it would still suck to watch an institution close yeah because that uh, gamestop is the legacy of funco land and eb games games. and babbages and software etc and all those others so that would be sad to watch that like 
you know, the place that we hung out as kids to go look at like old NES and SNES and N64 games to be gone. Right. That would be uh, that'd be a shame. But we'll maybe we'll do a whole postmortem when when that day comes. <laughs> we'll do a whole comes. episode about our favorite GameStop slash Funko Land memories. Um, lightning round from a place we don't buy games to games we don't have to buy. It's time for Games with Gold and PlayStation Plus for the month of August. Uh, your Games with Gold games will be available now, and your PlayStation Plus games will be available starting tomorrow, the Tuesday. So for the Games with Gold, uh, we have actually a pretty decent month. Uh, so starting August 1st until the end of the month, you get Gears of War 4. So if you want to play that, you can now play it for free, which is the price I would like to pay for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get all geared up for Gears 5. Because I, I mean, from what I played in my GameStop rental, huh, um, I didn't like it very much, but now I can have it on my own time and not have to worry about returning it. Well, yeah, because it's just more Gears. Yeah. Like, ultimately, that's, that's what it is. Well, and the story is kind of poopy, but... Uh, then uh, on the Xbox 360, you're getting Torchlight. Which is a Diablo clone mm-hmm. uh, that actually own already, I think. Because um, when it came out, like me and my friends group were really big into that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that game's super fun. So if you haven't played it before and you have an Xbox One, definitely download that. And then on the 16th to September 15th, you're getting Forza 6, which is also a very good game to get mm-hmm. out for free. Uh, and Castlevania, uh, what was the subtitle for this one? Uh, Lords of Shadow, which was the weird, uh, 3D fixed camera game. Mm-hmm. Um, I always wanted to get into this game and I bought it like four times. Cause I'm just like, I, one of these days I'm going to get through it and beat it. Cause I have a friend who loved it and he says like, it's one of his favorite action games, but it's just such an antiquated thing to have a fixed camera system in video games these days. Um, but now I can play it for free, I guess. Did they ever update it to allow for a free roam camera? No. Um, and I think, like, also, the it came in a fancy case, and that was, like, the allure for me, and I'm a big Castlevania fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll download it and give it a shot again, because it's it's free. Yeah. It's just my time. And for the PlayStation Plus users, you only get two games again. Uh, you get uh, Sniper Elite 4. I'm, I'm kind of excited for that. I always want to play those sniper games, but I never want to buy just the sniper-only game. Have you ever played one? No. At all? No. They're great. Yeah, that's what I like. I figure, but like, I don't want to... I just can't see myself spending full price on just a game for sniping. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. Um, so like, I'm super excited to have one for free because for that sure. now will be a thing that's like, all right, cool. I can play this game, but it costs me literally nothing. Yeah. Um, you would think they would be slow games. They're generally fast-paced. Not fast-paced, but like they're generally not as boring as you would think just a sit and snipe game is see i don't think it'd necessarily be boring i just think it would be something where the repetition of okay yeah i i I can kill him in different ways but i'm still ultimately just sniping people yeah like it it's not the the cost to benefit ratio isn't there for me uh, just because like it's not a thing where i'm like i don't like sniping in other shooters but just the fact that this is a sniping style game means it's better like i like sniping in the hitman games Mm -hmm. I would very much like to do that in this for, a f- and like it has like the zoom in effects right, and like that's the, the X-ray, ray explosions the of the bones and all that. Yeah. So I'm Shooting pretty jazzed people for in that. Their testicles. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty jazzed for that. Uh, the other game you're getting for free is Wipeout Omega Collection. So that's the futuristic racing game. Mm-hmm. It's Sony's F Zero, mm-hmm. and the Omega Collection has VR support as well, I believe. So 
Um, you're essentially getting a free a free VR game as well as a free PS4 game. Uh, Pretty sweet. Yeah, so it gets you three games. Uh, you get Wipeout 2048, Wipeout HD, and the Fury expansion pack for mm-hmm. Wipeout HD. Mm-hmm. I've never played a Wipeout game, but I'm not a... Like I don't, I can't think that fast. Like I couldn't play F Zero. I just wasn't good enough. I think I played. I feel like I got a Wipeout game for free, as part of the like PlayStation Network was down for a month and a half lawsuit. Yeah. Um, from what twenty eleven, somewhere in that range. Um, I don't remember which one I got. I don't remember if it because you were able to get like two Vita games or two PS three games, and I feel like Wipeout was one of the PS three games that I got. But I don't, I don't remember it at all. Given this is the collection, is probably one of these. I yeah, I think I HD don't... was the one that I probably would have gotten. Um, but now this has VR support, I believe. So like, I'm totally down to try a Wipeout game in VR. That sounds fucking awesome. Especially if I can sit there in first person. Yeah, yeah. It says you can play all of the 26 tracks entirely in VR. Deal. It's going to make you throw up. It would yeah. probably make me throw up. But... Uh, that, that's a pretty solid month. Usually we get some clunkers, mm-hmm. and I feel like all of the GameStop or all of the the Microsoft ones are like things that I would actually play mm-hmm. and want. And uh, I mean, Wipeout's not for me, but the Sniper Elite game, I'm definitely gonna play the crap out yeah. of that one. I've played the first two and bits of the third one. The story's also bonkers. Like, yeah, you'll you'll like it for that enough. Yeah, I like I don't even necessarily care about the story. It's just whatever gets me to the missions where I got to shoot a dude in the face. Sure, which is the whole game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what, so whatever you, whatever like, you know, reasoning you have to get me to shoot that guy. Okay. Yeah, I'll I'll buy in. Sure, just get me to the part where I can shoot a guy. <laughs> That's all I'm here for. It's a sniping game. That's what I'm here for. So you'll like that uh, coming this Wednesday, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, the micro, the Xbox One's already out, and the Tuesday yes, the PlayStation Tuesday Store month. update. That's right. um, we'll get that for the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. So, nice. Uh, lightning round. We got TV news, and we got a couple of different projects in the works at CBS All Access for the same source material. So, a, po- a book came out a while ago called Console Wars that was a uh, nonfiction book about the console wars between Sega and Nintendo. Um and two people wrote the intro, and those two people are Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And Seth Rogen is going to be producing a documentary for CBS All Access based on the book. And then they are also going to be producing a live-action drama uh, about about it. Yeah. So uh, the TV series. The based on the true story and the actual true story. Yeah. Two different projects from the same production house. So, that could be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I never read the book. Um but Seth Rogen seems to be producing everything awesome right now. Mm-hmm. The Boys was fantastic. And um, well, you did Priest as well, right? Preacher. Preacher. And mm-hmm. I heard that was pretty good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, sweet. I'm down. Uh, I don't understand CBS All Access still. Maybe you don't understand it. Like, it's, I know it's like a thing you have to pay for. It's their Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or their Hulu. Right. But it seems like they're getting a lot of good stuff lately. Like, I don't they they now have two Stephen King shows on there. Yeah, they also have Star Trek Discovery. They oh, have yeah, the that's right. Twilight Zone. They got Picard coming out in the fall. Yeah. Um they'll have this sometime I assume in 2020. Like I don't, I don't think Yeah, there was no it. time date on it. Yeah. Um, cuz I think production is just really starting on it. Like they're just announcing it as part of the 
I assume the TV upfronts or the TCA presentations were this week, right? Is that where this came from? Uh, no, it's just Deadline was reporting it. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, there's no timeline on it, but yeah, uh, they do have um, director, I thought, but uh, but Blake J. Harris and Jonah Tulis. I don't know who either of these people are. I think Blake J. Harris is the guy who wrote the book, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and Jonah Tulis apparently directed Such Great Heights, which I also don't know what that is. Never heard of that. Um, and then Jordan Vaught Roberts, who directed Kong Skull Island, and it's going to be written. Oh, this is the the drama. Mm-hmm. Is that's directed by him and written by Mike Rosolio, who wrote American Vandal. Oh, cool! American Vandal was awesome. Yeah, Kong Skull Island was fun. I enjoyed both of those projects, so I'd be I'd be super down for this. Both the documentary because who doesn't love a good documentary? I love documentaries. Yeah, uh, and then the dramatization should be pretty cool as well. Yeah, I like period dramatization type things. Yeah. Like I've been meaning to catch up on uh, what was it, Halt and Catch Fire, I don't know the one about is. the um, like the tech boom of the '80s in Silicon Valley. So it's like you know IBM and Apple computers, and, yeah, you know programming and coding and stuff back then. Like I find that stuff kind of interesting, and the based on the true story element of it. Well, I don't know which one I want to watch first. If I want to watch the based on a true story part, or if I want to watch the documentary first, because I feel like. You're going to be comparing the two automatically. Yeah. Which one do you want to be the wrong one? Or not the wrong one, but like... But like, which one is more entertaining? Because be like, especially if they come out in close proximity to one another, I'm going to learn all these things in the documentary. Yeah. Then I could also learn more things probably from the book because there's no way the documentary is going to touch on everything from the book. Right. But then there's also going to be things that I would think would be changed from both the book and the documentary to enhance the drama of mm-hmm. making it a scripted show. And will that be enjoyable? Be like, that's not how it happened. I literally just watched the thing you told me was the real was the real story. Right. That's weird. I don't like this. This is a cool like cross like media project though, because mm-hmm. like it's a book about video games that's getting a documentary and a TV show that's probably gonna sell the book, which will also probably help sell those video games. Mm-hmm. So that's it's neat. Yeah, and like the story itself of like Nintendo versus Sega in the '90s, in what really was like a huge video game boom, yeah, um, is going to be interesting. I would think because Sega it, will, but Nintendo won't. Don't no. Nintendo don't. Yeah, there you go. You're so close with these jokes today, dude. I'm I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> You're sitting in a different chair. That's why I know. I'm I'm channeling Joe. Yeah, Joe's typically not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny when he got punched in the dick, but um, damn, savage. We miss um, you, Joe. Yeah, I'm gonna cut that part out, but like, leave it in, but just like isolate it and send it to him, just so he knows. Just be like, this is what you missed out on. Yeah, this is what you could have been here for in person. <laughs> we could have done this to your face instead of behind your back and then to your face. Um, but yeah, that should be a pretty cool. Both of those projects when they do come out. Lightning round. Uh, one project that is coming out much sooner than those two is the Halo TV series for Showtime, um, which made a big casting announcement this week. So they announced the casting of Cortana and a couple other people, and I lost it. I'm looking it up. I found it. Uh, so it's coming to Showtime, and they cast uh, Natasha McElon, who was in Californication and The First. Neither of those shows I've watched. 
but she's being cast as uh, Catherine Halsey and Cortana, mm-hmm. which is weird because they're two different people. Like, I understand that Halsey made Cortana, but it's just weird to have them cast as the same person, especially since Cortana is already a human being. Like, the per- the voice actor for Cort- Cortana was also, like, the motion capture, like, the face capture for Cortana. Yeah. I assume that the reasoning for this is that, like you said, Halsey made Cortana. How Who better to make the voice of Cortana than the person who made Cortana? Right. Because, like, in, re- in realistically thinking about it, she, you know, Dr. Halsey would program Cortana using her own voice. Yeah. And then it just becomes an AI with those voice patterns. So, like, it makes sense that she – it'd be weird to be like, I'm going to make Cortana look and sound like a different girl other know, like than me. Like, if I'm going to make an AI, like, I want it to be something cooler and probably British because British people have a nicer accent than mine. So I guess it depends on the person. Like yeah. it depends on the creator. Some people want to put themselves in things, and some people want to like have something be a projection of what they wish they could be. I guess. Yeah. So you want to be a British woman? Is that what I just heard you say? I didn't say woman. I said person. Um, but British. <laughs> but if you accent, made Cortana. No, I was your more projection thinking of, of uh, like oh, okay. um, what's his name? The uh, AI in Iron Man. Which one? The British one. Jarvis. Jarvis. There yeah. you go. Yeah, so I was more thinking of, like, Jarvis, where, like, you want that voice talking to you the whole time, not, yeah. like, my nasally-ass voice being like, hey, like... <laughs> but Jarvis is based on his childhood butler. So right. So he's... British and... Part of him. Yeah. yeah. But I think... I don't know. It, it depends on the person. Uh, but they also cast uh, Bokeem Woodbean from uh, Fargo, probably the TV show. The TV show, yeah. Um, who is going to be cast as Sorin 66 who is not a character in the lore that I know of, mm-hmm. uh, but is a pioneer at the fringes of human civilization and will be uh, the antagonist to Master Chief for the TV show. Cool. I don't I don't know. Like, yeah. I know what, uh, a decent enough about the lore. I didn't read, like, the most recent stuff, but, like, when the, the games were actively coming out, I was mm-hmm. reading the stuff that was filling the gaps. So I got all the way up to, like, the post-4 stuff. Um. But I never read anything after that. So I don't know if he's actually involved in that kind of Yeah, I mean, this could be an entirely lore, new character. Or if this show. is a new one. Yeah. Especially since they're putting, like, a who is he sort of thing. Like, they didn't need to explain who Cortana or Halsey was yeah. terribly too much. Other than Halsey made Cortana, who's the AI. Like, yeah. Yeah, I know that. Um, and then they announced a bunch of other people who I don't have a clue any of these people. And they also don't have like who they are in the show. Yeah. So they cast a bunch of people for the show. Yeah. Well, cause like I was saying, it was the TCA, like television critics association, like upfronts yeah. this week, I think, or there's just like, you know, the preseason, here's everything that we need to talk about right now. Um, and so that all came out of that, where they, they announced those items. I mean, cool, I guess. They already announced Master Chief back in April, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a guy who's been in Weeds and Orange is the New Black and you know a couple other things that he's playing Master Chief. So it's coming together. Yeah. This is the farthest along in the process we've had for a Halo show before. Or Halo, any – well, not live-action stuff because they had the movies that came out with the, the Yeah, games. but those were you know separate – like versions of things like this is the first like standalone stand yeah standalone not tied to a game or game release halo thing while you know they've been talking about a halo movie as far back as what like 2004 2005 like the peter peter jackson Jackson. was supposed to make a halo movie back in the mid 2000s so 
this is the farthest we've gotten along the process, so it seems like this one actually is and will be coming. Well, and they have a, a timeline for it, too. They said it's going to be out in the first quarter of 2021, so... Oh, so that's still a long ways off. Yeah, they still have a while to go. They said it's going to be nine episodes, um, and that uh, it's going to be starting shooting in fall, so... Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a ton of CG for that. Oh, so. of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wish that they were still keeping with... Um, what was the guy who did uh, District 9? Oh, I can only think of the actor. Um, starts with a B. Um, I don't remember. But he was originally penned to, to do the, the Yeah, at some point he was in it. Yeah. But like, they did like that test, and they like built an actual uh, Warthog for mm-hmm. him and everything like that. And then they shot a, a quick short, and that was amazing. So if they can do that, have enough practical stuff that it still looks cool, like I just don't want it to be over-CGI'd. Which no, is... I think you'll have, like, real warthogs and maybe real ghosts. Like, obviously, they won't really hover, but, right. like, they'll be sitting in a practical, like, you know, converted sea dew or some shit <laughs> that looks like a ghost. Right. Um, so I think you'll have some of that stuff. Obviously, I think the most of the armor will probably be real on the main characters. Like, Master Chief's armor will be real. I yeah. think it will really be him in it. Well, there'll be a mix. It'll be like how they do Iron Man, where, like, he's wearing the top part. Right. And then the bottom half is all CG because then you need that to run and bend the right way. Whereas the, the upper body stuff is just for your close-up stagnant shots. Yeah. So there'll be a mix, a good mix, I think. Although with the TV budget, even though it is showtime, we'll see what that means. Like how much money are they – are they putting like Game of Thrones money behind this? Or are they putting like Californication money behind this? Right. Which are very different ends of the price spectrum. Yeah. For TV. Well, and my guess if they're announcing a human or, well, I guess he's probably going to be She's a, a human a, person. A Spartan <laughs> uh, antagonist. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, That it's probably not going to be uh, anybody, like, the Covenant's not going to be involved. Maybe the Flood is, like, the final big tr- r- reveal. But, like, if it's going to be another Spartan that's his antagonist, it's probably just going to be people. So you're not going to have to worry about CGIing characters yeah. of... I think you have to do some, yeah, maybe like one of each species kind of thing, where it's like, oh, like we've come across this and you'll see like a video clip of them fighting. Or like the first battle is them fighting the Covenant and then breaking out and then it starts the next thing, which is mostly against other people or humanoid objects. Yeah, there's going to have to be a mix of those alien species because it can't just be army infighting. Like eventually you're going to have to see an enemy that's not you know the guy over there yeah. that you knew and went to basic training with and you can't believe he's turned for like it can't all just be that there's well, that's gotta what be my guess is it's probably gonna end with the flood kind of like the first game did where like you're like oh why am i fighting on this thing and then you're like oh we're fighting we're both fighting against these zombie things mm-hmm. uh, but we'll know in two years <laughs> yeah yeah they'll have to throw a good mix like you said of different kind of you know enemies from that because otherwise people would be mad be like why am i just watching Spartan versus Spartan. Like, this is no different than any other. It's no different than, like, a World War II show. Right. Like, why is is this called Halo if you're not... It's got Master Chief in it. Yeah. Cortana. Yeah, I guess. But you're going to need... You're going to need to have more to justify naming it this popular franchise. Yeah. So, we'll see. Like you said, two years. Uh, All right. Did I miss anything else for the lightning round? Not lightning round for this week. pretty light week. Yeah. Pretty light week. Obviously, down one person. There's... Less back and forth, you know, yeah. but we don't care what Joe says because we don't even listen half the time anyway. I'm, Take that, I Joe. I listen. No, you don't. Because I said it wasn't funny. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah. But that could be, it's not funny because you don't hear the funny because you're not listening. It could uh, be both. It's a mixture. Yeah. Who knows? A good mixture. Yeah. What, what happened first, the chicken or the egg? Joe not being funny or John not listening? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Um, all right. Well, that'll do it then um, for the lightning round, not lightning round, which will do it for this week's episode of the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast. Remember, you can find the Gamescast every Monday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so let us know what you think of Ninja moving to Mixer. Are you going to follow him there? Are you going to sub to somebody else with your Twitch account? Uh, let us know what you think there. Are you excited for a new Need for Speed? Are you going to play No Man's Sky in VR? Uh, are you excited for the Halo show or the console? Which are you more excited for, the Console Wars documentary or the scripted drama? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Johnny. And thanks so much for listening. Goodbye.